Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol Howe. Are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week here? It is November 30th, 1996. Yeah, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? I hope you had a great turkey day and you ate lots of turkey. I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's the best. And today is one of the better days, too, because it's two days after Thanksgiving. Yeah, the leftovers are still good. <laughs> exactly. We're still eating le- leftovers. <laughs> leftovers might be even better than the dinner itself. Right. Because all your family's gone. <laughs> and all that's left is the food. And the, the lion's disappointing you is also gone. And yeah, it's just, that's over. It's just the food. You can watch that in the rearview mirror now. That's right. That's the best way to watch the lions <laughs> is the rearview mirror. Anyway, but it's been a good week here. But speaking of the rearview mirror, uh, Dylan... Dylan's buddies want him to put drugs in the rearview mirror because the title of this episode, as you figured out it was going to be, is Intervention. Yep. It wastes no time. No, not at all. <laughs> Gets right to the point. Cindy comes right to his house and's like, Dylan, <laughs> I've always had a uh, special place. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. That's how she tries to get him. Well, she says we want to put, you know, everything in the past and, you know, just work on our relationship. Like, Jim stayed home from work to talk to Mm -hmm. you. Like, I don't... Mrs. Robinson starts playing in the background. I don't understand how that lured him to their house. I don't know either. Because, like, he hates Jim. Yes, he does. He likes Cindy, though. Yeah, a little. He's always liked Cindy. Okay. I guess. That's why they chose to send her. Well, yeah, she she was the best person to send. And you know what's funny is the intervention happens. They they get there and he realizes he's been tricked. Mm-hmm. And the whole cast is in this room, right? Well, almost. And I'm thinking to myself, how are they going to have anything else happening in the show? Mm-hmm. And then we see. Yeah, Valerie's not there. And neither is Claire. And Claire's not there. And they run into each other at the mall and talk about how they're not part of the gang yet. Right. And that's pretty much it. Like, it it seems like... Yeah, that's it for the episode. (laughs) See you guys. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, I mean, that's pretty much all they say. Valerie's walking around the store, and as you pointed out, it feels like she's going to start shoplifting. Yeah. But she doesn't. Instead, nothing happens. Yeah. They just run into each other and say, yeah, we're not part of the group yet. It was kind of weird. Yep. But that's it. And then we get to see Ray at his his house, Ray Pruitt, the one that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. is going out with. We talking to, to his mom. Yeah, we get to see Ray talking to his mom, and it's so weird because it's it's not like she's a gold digger. Mm. <laughs> I mean, not really, but she's like, she says to him, it's just as easy to fall in love with a poor girl as it was a rich girl. a rich girl, it's a poor girl, yeah. And, but she's like smoking a cigarette and she's like, oh, wait, where does she live? Is it the nor- north of Sunset? It's the, That's where all the rich people live. She seems like she's really into rich people. It yeah. seems like she's really into society or like, 
Like, she's one of those people that would watch, like, Dynasty. Maybe. Like, oh, or Falcon Crest. She seems like a caricature. I can never say that word. Caricature? Yes, of a person, though. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a real person. No. And like some scum from the valley. <laughs> and the whole time, she was never wearing real clothes. She was just, like, in a house dress. Or a, or a robe, right? Yeah. She was in a robe at first. It was very odd. He said something like, I don't care about his money. She's like, of course not. <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he gets invited to dinner mm-hmm. at Don, uh, Donna's family's house because her mother has tried to invite her other boyfriend that she broke up with. What the fuck was his name? Oh, Griffin. Yeah. Griffin Stone. I, I, so his real name's Griffin Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so Donna tells her, you know, they broke up. And she's like, oh, no, why? Like, she's just so upset. She, she like, He's such a great guy. Yeah. And Donna's like, really? Because he waited till the second day to try to get me in bed. Oh, yeah, and her mom looks like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> so she tells her, I'm dating a really nice guy now. Yeah, but he's poor. Well, she doesn't even say that, but, like, they're interrogating her, so it kind of comes out. Well, she says, where is he from? And she says, Reseda, or whatever. She's like, what? Yeah. Well, and, you know, here's the thing, though. He's a construction worker. Mm-hmm. Construction workers make decent money. It's not yeah, like that's he's on food stamps or something. I mean. No. And she's, well, Donna introduces him as a musician for some reason. Yeah. He's a musician. He writes great songs, Mom. That's weird. Yeah. Like, are you embarrassed that he works with his hands? I wouldn't like that. Yeah, I don't know. Because he, he's a musician because he sang that uh, The Worms Crawl In song <laughs> to a bunch of kids. What songs is he writing? Well, has he only played the guitar the one time? You know, Donna's such an idiot. Yeah, he has. Donna's such an idiot. He probably sang Oh, Donna. <laughs> She's like, oh, what a beautiful song you wrote. Oh, Donna. So, I don't know. The dinner seemed like it went okay. Well, I mean, so it, it yeah, it's kind of seemed like it went okay to me too, but both of them seemed to think that her mom was being a bitch. And I mean, I guess she was, but it I don't know, like she she said stuff like she was talking about the dinner and everything and he's like, "Oh, you know, it looks good or whatever." And she's like, "Yeah, you Lucille always makes the best." Whatever they were eating, I don't remember what it was. Well, yeah, because they're being served by servants. Oh, lamb, I think it was. And her husband looks at her like she said something wrong or like she was being snide or something like that. But I don't, I didn't get that. I didn't understand. Well, because he was trying to give her a compliment and she was like, oh, I didn't do it. Okay, I gotcha, maybe. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it could be it. But the dad seemed like he liked him okay, I guess. He was he was trying to say nice things. Yeah. Like, hey, that's how our family started and all this stuff. Which, you know, that makes sense. Her dad's more of a real person because he grew up like a normal person. Did he? Well, he said that's where our family started. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming that means they started I thought he just meant not going, rich. I thought he just meant going back. Um, going back generations. Generations to Rosita? Well, no, they didn't. Or no, it wasn't Reseda. It no, was it was, nothing to do with that. But the, the oil, they were talking about oil money and like stuff. Like working on oil rigs yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Okay, whatever. He was saying that his family started with nothing, essentially. That's what I thought he was saying. 
But I, yes, that is what he was saying, but not necessarily his dad. Okay. Like, it could have been, like, his great-grandfather. Right. Oh, well, but... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You badly misinterpreted something in the show. Oh, well. <laughs> Moving on. I don't care. <laughs> it's so... Oh, and Donna was, like, first before this happened, she was had been talking to her mom about Ray, right? Yeah. And then her mom walks out of the kitchen and she looks over at the black maid in the corner who's just looking at her and she's like, what? He's a nice guy. Like, I don't even understand what that was. She's like, you better, you better have him uh, wear a tie. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was either. It seemed like there was some kind of like unspoken communication happening. I don't know. It seemed like they felt guilty that they had a bunch of black people working as servants in the background. So they were like. Let's make sure one of them gets paid scale. So, <laughs> so they're going to have a speaking role. Oh, my. We have to have her say something. I think she was the only servant that spoke, though. Yes, You're right. She yeah. was. Huh. You know, it's it's also more sinister when you think about the comments that her mom made about the black guy that uh, Donna was thinking yeah. about dating. I just I don't like this whole situation at all. Her mom is so crazy. Absolutely. So... Donna and Ray, you know, talk after, and uh, we get a reappearance of the dog Rocky. Too. Yeah, yeah, they're taking Rocky for a walk. I guess the dog lives with her parents now. Maybe she brought the dog with her to dinner. I don't know. We don't see the dog around the apartment. Huh? That's weird. I remembered too what that dog was called, Pound Cake. It's so freaking cute. Yeah, and you said that the, the first time, and then we couldn't remember what it was. Actually, I don't remember if we couldn't remember what it was on the show, or if that was in our real life that I was <laughs> talking about. I don't know, but when we get a dog in a year or two, I want to name it Pound Cake. All right. Okay. We have to get it from the pound, though. No, we don't have to. <laughs> That's what you said during the episode. You're like, it doesn't make sense if we don't get it from the episode, or from the, the show. <laughs> yes, get it from the episode. <laughs> we have to steal Rocky. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Donna and Ray are talking and Ray said it doesn't really matter if her parents like him. All that matters is if she likes him, which in a normal person world, that's true. Yeah. I don't think it's as true in rich people world. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's as true in Donna world because Donna puts so much faith into what her parents think. Even though they're terrible people, at least her mother is. Yeah. And her mom like cheated on her dad. I mean, like it's a whole thing. Like her mom's just terrible. It's not good. I wonder if that actress likes playing that character. Because <laughs> they really make her an asshole. But, um... That's pretty much the the, the run of Donna and Ray's storyline. Yeah. This episode so far. So, I think we should go back to the intervention. Is that where you want to go? Or do you want to go to Claire and David? Okay. Because that kind of oh, fits yeah, yeah, in yeah. with... I mean, that's really the only other storyline. No, it's not. Kelly and her her mom. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's very minor, but yeah, okay. And uh, Valerie, but Valerie really Valerie's ties in with Dylan yeah. though. But anyway, yeah. So uh, Dylan and or not Dylan, uh, David and David and Claire. David and Claire, DC, as they, we call them. Okay, she is a really kinky, super freak girl, like. First she She's has a super freak. Right. She's a super freak. <laughs> First she has the handcuffs. Right. 
Now she suggests they make a sex tape. And every time she wants to do something crazy and kinky, it turns bad. Oh, yeah. She had sex lies and videotape or whatever. Right. You've seen that movie. I love that movie. All right. But, yeah, she um, she's like, oh, let me cheer you up. Do we have any blank tape? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, you know what I mean. I'll tape over this whatever Donna's sound test or yeah. whatever. And uh, she just pounces on him. She's so aggressive. Yeah, so they, they have sex. On tape. Yeah, we don't see it, obviously. But we, I mean, we see the beginning of it. but And then later... I don't know, it's like several scenes later, David's like, hey, let's watch this tape. I thought it was clear he wanted to watch it. No, he wanted to watch okay. it. She was like, now? You want to watch it now? It's like, why else did we make it? Right, exactly. I think that's what I said. Why else would you make it if you're not <laughs> going to watch it? So they go to find it, and guess what? Claire, Claire lost it. It is gone. Not there. And we find out very soon, as Donna goes to the dinner with Ray... That she has the tape. Because she wants to show her parents her sound test or whatever. And she thinks it's her sound test. Yeah. Or screen test or whatever it is. So then she's like... At first she thinks it's that, but then... how It's does like she a find... horror movie. I mean, it's, it's really... Like... It's a really well-constructed bit because it's... We know what it is. It's suspense. It's it's like Hitchcock would always say that the difference between terror and suspense is uh, terror is a bomb blows up in a a diner, right? Suspense is showing the bomb ticking down right. underneath the the table or whatever. It's knowing something the audience doesn't know, or the audience knowing something that the characters don't know. And we know what's on that tape, and they don't. So it's, it is it is pretty suspenseful. Yeah, because they're about to watch it before dinner, but then uh, Ray shows up, and they're like, oh, we'll watch it later. Right. And then she goes home and finds out that Claire and David are looking for this tape. And she goes back to the parents to get the tape. Right, and her dad's masturbating. <laughs> yeah. Her mom's like, oh, no, we haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Mm-hmm. And... Then her dad walks in with the tape, and he's like... Oh, you're looking for this? Yeah. She's like, did you watch it? She's like, oh, I tried, but it was all just uh, snow or whatever. Yeah. And then when her mom walks out of the room, he's like, uh, give my regards to David. Right. And looks at him, <laughs> and she's like, oh, thanks, Dad. Um, I mean, it's not her fault. Right. She wasn't on the tape, obviously. Yeah, I don't know why he would lie to his wife. But like, what kind of a person is she that she, her husband can't even tell her about that? And it wasn't even involving their child. What I want to know is, what kind of person is he that he watched that tape without them? Why, why was he, like, they were all supposed to watch it together. And he was just like, oh, I'm just going to watch this. Well, Donna left. How selfish. But he could have watched it with his wife. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's good that he didn't, but. I would have waited to watch it with you. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes, I literally rolled my eyes. Could you hear it? Anyway. <laughs> but that's pretty much the, what happens with them. And then Kelly gets a call from Seventeen Magazine. Well, her mom calls her and tells her that Seventeen Magazine called. And Kelly's like, uh, tell him I'm not interested. In <laughs> a, what? A photo shoot. Okay, you have to explain people. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I thought seventeen that. magazine. They calls. want her to model. They wanted. Uh, they wanted her to uh, subscribe. 
Yeah, no, they want her to model, and they want her to be in a, like, recurring thing, too. Like, it's not four, just... Four different spreads. Yeah. It's like uh, co-ed, whatever, the girls of summer. I don't know what it's called. It was about college girls, yeah. Yeah. So, whatever, like, at first she says no, and her mom talks her into it. I think it's kind of shitty because her mom knows how she feels about modeling and that modeling, you know, made her kind of have an eating disorder before. Well, I thought it was, I thought it was more, at least the way Kelly frames it, it was more that it did bad things to her mom and that it made her mom into like a drug addict and stuff like that. Like her mom started getting into the drug scene because she was modeling. And then Kelly did mention, uh, you know, trying to starve herself or whatever, and then overeating to feeling like she could never eat and then overeating to like spite her mom or whatever. Right. But now it seems more like either that had a big effect on her or it was more just her, you know, the whole time. Because her mom's not saying, her mom's not saying... You need to not eat. No, nobody's Kelly telling just, her that. Kelly just starts saying, like, oh, I, I can't eat anymore now. Nobody ever told her that she had to do that. I mean, that just comes from her self-esteem getting shot from being around that scene when she was younger. Okay. And now she's back, and her self-esteem shot to begin with. And, like, she remember she thought her mom didn't want her in the shoot because she was too ugly? Yeah. So, I mean, she's a little fucked up in the head about her looks. Yeah, she is. But, yeah, now she won't eat anything. We already had her on diet pills before. Brandon's just kind of like rolling his eyes when he should be like, uh, this is this is a big red flag there, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, like they go out to the peach pit and she's like, I'll just have warm tea. Mm-hmm. I'm not having a mega burger like everyone else. Like, she has nothing to worry about. Um, I think that's it, right? As far as she the agrees, other storylines. She agrees to do it and we plant the seeds that she's going to have an eating disorder. Again. Right. Yeah. They don't know much. They don't know what to do with this with Kelly as a character. They really don't. Yeah. They have very little to do with her. She does, she's either having sex with a boy or she's got an eating disorder. And that's pretty much it. You know, when she cut her hair, her whole personality changed. Yeah. She yeah, her her, whole, her agency is under her hair. Apparently. Because she used to be like fun-loving and kind of slutty Mm -hmm. and now she's like an old school marm like she's just so like stick in the mud looking down on everybody you're being a bad girl right like what the fuck yeah i don't know (sighs) and she's never with brandon no she has like one scene where they're they're eating dinner together Mm -hmm. have they kissed in the last five episodes i don't know it's so weird i don't think they've kissed this entire season it is weird. I don't think their relationship's going to last. I think they hate each other in real life or something. Maybe, but even if they do, that shouldn't affect how they do the show. No, you wouldn't think so. But anyway, that is how they're doing it. So, okay, so Dylan, back to Dylan and the whole intervention thing. Mm-hmm. That, he, this is the main storyline. Yeah. Hence he, the title, Intervention. He shows up at the Walsh's. Everybody's there. And they're all going around the room saying, you know, the things that either he's done to hurt them or things they've seen him do that are upsetting. What's funny, though, is don't gloss over this, Carol. My cousin is is the guest star here. Okay, go for it. Mackenzie Phillips. Mackenzie Phillips from One Day at a Time. 
Yeah. This is it. This is it. Someone at one point somebody says one you know take it one day at a time and I was like come on come on how could you how could you resist that pun because they're in rehab though I mean come on that has nothing to do with her old filmography or whatever well she so Mackenzie Phillips famously uh, had substance abuse issues or still does I don't know but she suffered from substance abuse issues and she's playing the substance abuse counselor so. Yeah, they like kudos. I guess I don't know. It was almost like stunt casting. But yeah, they they got her to come to the intervention and get him into rehab. Which... Yeah, she's the she's the professional running it. I didn't even know that they do that. And it's not Mackenzie. She's playing a character. Well, yeah, it's not. She's not Mackenzie Phillips. Right, right, right. So it was. You didn't know that who did what? What? The... What? I didn't know that like there were people that would go to your house to do an intervention. Yeah, they usually have some sort of counselor or something there. Huh. Interesting. The, that's the professional that runs the show. Okay. They tell you how to how to set it up and all that stuff, yeah. So I'm trying to think, like Donna talks about how he put his boots up on the table. <laughs> like that's not that big of a fucking deal, Donna. Yeah, if you guys remember at the charity events that he crashed. She and was like, oh, everyone's going to remember you as a drunk. And just like you mentioned last time, Brandon mentioned how uh, he saved his life before. And yeah. so now he's, you know, trying to return the favor. Brandon's like, that's the only reason I'm here. And David's like, remember when, when you know, I, I talked to you out of, like, hurting yourself or whatever when your dad died. And then you talked to me out of hurting myself. And you saved me with the meth and all that stuff. Yep. They've got some weird thing back and forth. Yeah, it's so weird because they don't really seem like they're very good friends other than these major situations that yeah, occur. They keep owing each other favors. Yeah. Um, But Dylan's all like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go. And then he goes off on this like tirade where he talks himself into going to well, first, prove to them. First of all, he's going to leave. And then Steve's like, yeah, why don't you leave, you fucker? I don't even want to fucking be here. I don't know how they convinced me to do this. I'm going to go. And he's like, Steve, why don't leave. <laughs> he's like, the whole thing with Valerie, I, I told her I didn't want you to get hurt, and I was against it. It was her fault. <laughs> At one point, he says it was her fault. Right. And Steve's like, uh, gee, thanks. Like, it doesn't really matter what you fucking say when your dick's inside somebody. Right. So, <laughs> Well, tell, I mean... It does to the person who you're inside. <laughs> I guess. But he says, he says at one, he's like, if I, if you stay, or I'll stay if you stay or whatever. So they end up staying. It was so weird. And then, yeah, you're right. He ends up, they're like, oh, you know, this is Mackenzie Phillips says you, you got to go to rehab. And he's like, I'm not fucking going to rehab. Fuck you guys. And he's like, you know what I think? I think you guys just want me to, to be high all the time because it makes you your pathetic lives look better you know what i am going to read <laughs> it was so weird like to to screw them somehow yeah it was that was it was really weird yeah he's pretty fucked up and he was doing heroin no he was doing or cocaine. coke at first yeah he's doing cocaine and then what cocaine the heroin thing does that happen before or after the rehab thing honey the heroin thing just happens whenever you need it to <laughs> <laughs> it happens after rehab. Okay. So he goes to rehab and he spends the night and he does the thing that so very many people who go to rehab do. 
and in the morning decides, fuck this, and I want to check myself out. At the same time that Valerie shows up with dessert for him. Yeah, I don't know. He was like, oh, I, I, I can't get drugs at rehab? Well, forget it. I thought, right. I thought this would be easy. So he uh, intercepts the dessert in Valerie and takes them both with him. Yeah, I think it was some sort of cake or something that Steve <laughs> got her probably. Right. Knowing her pattern. So they go back to his house, and he immediately starts drinking. And she's kind of trying to talk to him about it, but right. he he keeps challenging her, like, either be okay with it or get out. Be yeah. okay with it or get out. Yep. And I don't know, about the fourth or fifth time she gets out. <laughs> yeah, eventually she's <laughs> like, you know what, forget it. Because he, well, it's when he beeps his dealer. Yeah. And she's like, you just beeped your dealer. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, it's no good. Well, at that end, while he's waiting for the dealer to call back, he's pouring himself hard liquor. He switches from beer to the hard liquor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So after she leaves him and he orders up the drugs, the next thing we see is he has nodded off in his convertible? No. No. Okay, what am I missing? (laughs) He goes and plays pool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes and plays pool and he's, uh, you know, because he's got a buy from his dealer, right? Mm -hmm. And... He's like, uh, so what do you want? He's like, well, what do you got? And he's like, you ever trace, chase the dragon? <laughs> it's like one of these pampered uh, Beverly Hills writers. They they heard the phrase chase the dragon one time, and they were like, oh, yeah, well, let's write that in. Yeah. But I will I will give them credit that they he opens up the heroin at one point. And they do get it right. It's not... A lot of times people will just write it as white powder. And it's not... There are certain versions, but it's not usually white like that, like cocaine is. It's usually brownish, like a little darker. Yeah. Sallow almost, you know. And uh, they get it right. They get the coloring right, so... So good for them. Good for their... Good for their... The heroin consistency on the show. Um, so, yeah. But he, he, they have them smoke it. Which is a way you can do it, but I mean, just inhale, just just snort it, just snort it, or or boil it and inject it. I mean, oh my god! What? First of all, why are we talking about all the different ways when one can do drugs? Like, are we doing? No, I mean, a, don't do don't do that. Guys. Like tutorial here. Um, second, don't, don't actually do heroin, but I mean, if you want to put opium in a, a hash pipe and smoke that. Not going to say I have or haven't done that, but. Smoking it is not as bad for you as snorting it, which is not as bad for you as shooting it. What? what? Why do you think smoking it's not as bad as snorting it? Because one thing is you're breathing it into your lungs and it's going to your body through your lungs. The other one is you're snorting it and it's getting into like your sinus cavities and being absorbed that way, which is much, much faster and okay. worse. So, okay, so if, if you guys want to do heroin safely, guys, apparently smoke it according <sighs> to Carol. I'm not saying that That's either. That's the way to do it. Anyway, Dylan. Practice safe drugs, guys. Smoke your heroin. Dylan's doing the heroin. Right. Dylan has nodded out in his car. Oh, yeah. He's he's by the Hollywood sign or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah he's parked is. above the Hollywood sign. He's just nodded off. And a police officer drives past him. Why the fuck they don't stop to check on him? I do not. Like, I thought for sure they were coming to check on him. Is it because he's in a Porsche or is it because it's just like North Hollywood and they're like, fuck, it's just another drug addict. Who gives a shit? I don't know. Yeah, they, they, he gets freaked out by the fact they drove by, but they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. 
And he decides, oh, I better start driving the other direction. Which makes a lot of sense when you're, you know, in the, high. Th- in the throes of a, a heroin jack. Yeah. High on the top of a mountain. Let me go driving. Mm-hmm. That doesn't end well for him. No. He goes off the fucking side of the cliff. Yep. And who knows where. And he's in it. It's the funniest shot in the world because they show the footage of his car going down the cliff. And then they show a close-up of him in the car, like, screaming. And he looks like a Muppet. <laughs> it's almost, like, on par with when his dad blew up and his scream then. like It's worse. <laughs> it's literally like... Kermit the Frog and Fozzie <laughs> are in their car, and they're like, ah! Their arms are waving and stuff. He looks like a, one of those wavy, inflatable tube Right? Dudes. Yes. <laughs> it's bad. Ah! It's terrible. <laughs> so I'll assume that after he gets out of the medical hospital, mm-hmm. he'll go back to rehab. Well, they kept telling him, they're like, you're going to end up dead, or you're going to end up in jail, or you're going to end up in the hospital. Well, yeah, that's what they say. You know, jails, institutions, and death. That's the only way to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Who says that? The people... jail, institution, or death, that's the only way to go. <laughs> people at the like the AA meetings and stuff, oh, okay. like that's like one of the, the sayings. It's I like... thought that's what that's just what they said in like Woodshop or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck college, jail, institution, or death. Just like one day at a time. These are all like the catchphrases of the... You know, sober living community people. This is life, the one you give. Okay. So go and have a ball. Is it weird that she ended up on a show called One Day at a Time? Because it's one of the sayings of, and she has, you know, drug problems. Her, her father force fed her drugs when she was a child. Ew. Yeah. It's awful. Oh, John Phillips. Like Ma- Drew Barrymore. Mamas and the Papas. And my dad claims we're related. <laughs> Why? Because he's an idiot. We're not, there's no evidence we're related to them at all. Okay. I'm sure we're not related to them. Sure, sure. Anyways, I guess we'll uh, see. I know. I, I I don't imagine he's dead because I'm pretty sure he's still on the show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's not dead. <laughs> I think we would have heard about it. Right. So. But yeah, that's that's pretty much the episode, and not a ton happens. The, the, it's oh wait, very, we forgot about Valerie. Very wrapped up with the intervention. What about Valerie? Oh, we didn't forget about Valerie. Never. No, mind. We talked about her. Sorry. I do think it's funny that last week Valerie's like he's fucking over there killing himself, and no one gives a shit. And then Brandon goes over because she says that. And then this episode, she's she comes back after being with him and lying about it again. Yeah, but comes for back, some stupid reason. But comes back after being with him and says. You know what? Fuck him. <laughs> if he's not going to get better, if he's not going to get better on his own, we can't force him. And I mean, she's right, but like, it's such a one eighty from yeah. where she was last week. Well, I mean, I don't know. You can only get hurt by somebody so much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's. I, he reminds her of her dad. I'm sure. Yeah. With all the craziness and playing with guns and stuff. Mm, poor Valerie. Yeah. I feel real bad for her. <laughs> All right. So um, you can write us at latefee1994daywell.com. Yeah, do that. Check out our website, www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.